After mentioning all of these blessings, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks us, أَفَمَنْ is then who يَخْلُقُ He creates. The one who creates. كَمَنْ like the one who لَا يَخْلُقُ who does not create. Can they two be the same? The one who has created all of this for you and for the rest of the creatures on the earth. He provides for you and He also provides for other creatures. So much so that He has given all of you your food, means of livelihood, a home that is safe and secure, where you can feel at peace. It's not constantly shaking. You can travel from one place to the other. You have landmarks, you have certain signs in the atmosphere, on the ground that tell you that you have to move. Or You know, for example, fish. How do they know they have to migrate? Water temperatures. Water level. That serves as an alama for them, as a sign for them. For other bigger fish, how do they know they have to go from one place to the other when they hear the sounds of certain other fish? So, He is guiding you and every creature. أَفَمَنْ يَخْلُقُ So the one who has created, can he be like the one who has not created? أَفَلَا تَذَكَّرُونَ Don't you realize? Don't you understand? Don't you get it? Then how could you equate the creator of all with the creator of nothing? How could you put both at the same level? How could you do that? Isn't this unfair? Isn't this completely illogical? That the being who has made everything, everyone, providing for everything, in such complicated, intricate ways and systems, He, you are equating someone else with Him, and that someone else, what has He made? La yakhluq. He doesn't create anything. وَإِن تَعُدُّوا And if you count نِعْمَةَ الله, The blessings of Allah, لا تحصوها You could never enumerate them. You could never enumerate the blessings of Allah. If you start counting and listing them, that okay, Allah has given us this blessing, this blessing, this blessing, this blessing. If you start making a list, that list would never end. This is the favor of the Khaliq on you. What is the favor that others have shown you? What have they done for you? You give them everything of yours. You love them. You fear them. You hope from them. You trust on them. You rely on them. What have they given to you? Nothing. And Allah Azza wa Jal, He has given you everything you have. So much so that if you start counting the blessings, you could never enumerate them. You could never put them in a list. But yet, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ Indeed, Allah surely He is forgiving and merciful. Forgiving and merciful? That you use the blessings... You forget the giver. You never turn and say thank you. But still he keeps giving you and giving you and giving you and forgiving you. He keeps forgiving you. Has it ever happened that you give something to someone and they don't say thank you and you say, you know what, I'm never giving to them again. Has it ever happened? I'm sure it's happened many times. That when we see people are being ungrateful to us, We say, fine, be that way. I'm not going to give you anything again. Mothers, you know what I'm talking about? We expect, we demand gratitude from people. We demand it from them. So much so that we keep reminding our children, say thank you, say thank you. You forgot to say something. It's good adab that we're teaching them. Very good adab that they should be thankful to those who help them, to those who gift you know anything to them. They should be thankful. However, If you think about it, how much is it that we expect from others? 
that they should thank us. And if they don't thank us, then we get offended. So much so that we say, that's it, I'm not giving to them again. How many times is it that we have really thanked Allah, we have really thanked Allah genuinely for the blessings that He has given us? Whether it is a blessing of food or the blessing of beautiful clothes or the blessing of money or the blessing of friends, the blessing of an able body, the blessing of children, the blessing of parents, of siblings, of education, opportunities. So many blessings He's given. But how many times is it that we really say, Thank you Allah. Alhamdulillah. When we do talk about blessings, we talk about what's not right with them. We list the problems. Whereas we should be listing what? The blessings. وَإِن تَعُدُّوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْصُوهَا You can never enumerate the blessings. إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَغَفُورٌ رَحِيمٌ Indeed, Allah is forgiving and merciful. So do we have any right to complain? Do we have any right to complain to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Any right? No, we don't. Because when we are being tested through suffering, through deprivation, and that is part of life. Remember that while we are suffering, while we are deprived of certain things, there are also many other blessings that Allah has given us at the same time. Because إِنَّمَا al-usri yisra With the difficulty is ease also. So with trials, there are also blessings. With grief, there is also joy. With hunger, there is also food. With pain, there is also happiness. When we forget these blessings and we start complaining, that is when we become sad and depressed and unhappy in general. I'm not talking about chronic depression or like uh, serious depression, but in general, people, they always you know, feel those downs. When is it that we feel like that? Sad and down and unhappy and miserable when we've forgotten our blessings. إِن تَعُدُّ نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تَحْصُوهَا إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَغَفُورٌ رَّحِيمٌ He is forgiving and merciful. وَاللَّهُ يَعْلَمُ And Allah knows مَا تُسِرُّونَ وَمَا تُعْلِنُونَ What you keep secret and what you declare. He knows what you keep in your heart. What your beliefs are, what your wishes are, what your thoughts are, what your feelings are. Whether you're really happy and content or you're dissatisfied and you're angry and you're jealous because others have something and you don't have it, Allah knows what you keep secret and what you declare, تُعْلِنُونَ meaning what you say to others, what you show to others, of your happiness or your anger or your frustration, whatever it may be. وَالَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ And those whom they invoke other than Allah, لَا يَخْلُقُونَ شَيْئًا They do not create anything. وَهُمْ يُخْلَقُونَ And they themselves are created. So shirk is basically destroyed over here. Completely destroyed. That on the one hand is Allah Azza wa Jal, who has created everything, everyone. If you count His blessings, you cannot put a number to them. You cannot do that. Because there are too many. There are so many. They are endless. Think about the grains of rice that you've eaten in your entire life. It's beyond us. We cannot calculate that. Think about the number of apples that you've seen, the number of leaves that you've seen. It's beyond us. So He is Allah, the giver of all these blessings. And on the other hand, 
people are turning to someone who has not created anything, but they themselves are created. Whom yuchlakun? So, for example, an idol, it's made. Or people they make du'a to, for example, a human being, an angel, a dead person in the grave. Who are they? Allah's makhluk, because Allah is khaliqu kulli shay. He is the creator of everything. He is the khaliq, al-khalaq, the supreme creator, the owner, the malik, and everyone else is mamluk. He is a rabb and everyone else is marbub, the one who is owned. So then why do you prefer the weak, the creation over the creator? Amwatun, they're dead. Plural of mayyit. Who's dead? Those whom you call upon. Meaning they're lifeless beings. They're either dead now or they're going to die soon. If it's you know objects that people worship, so for example a mountain, a tree, a rock, an idol, does it have any life? Does it have any life? No, it doesn't. If it had life, it would move by itself. They're amwat. And if they're human beings that are living, angels or birds or other creatures that are walking on the earth, eventually one day they're going to die. They're amwat. غَيْرُ ahya, Not alive. Meaning they're not eternal. Who is eternal? Only Allah. وَمَا يَشْعُرُونَ And they do not even realize, they do not even perceive, they don't have any idea, أَيَّانَ يُبْعَثُونَ As to when they will be resurrected. Meaning these gods whom you worship besides Allah, they don't even know when they will be resurrected. Meaning once they die, and they turn to dust, when is it that the trumpet will be blown, so that resurrection will take place. They don't have any idea about that. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, the other day uh, I saw a picture of um, there's a Hindu festival where they take one of their idols and after doing a lot of rituals they take the idol to the sea and they let the idol wash away. So the picture showed you know people doing the ritual at night and then there was a picture of the mo- morning after and people already are at work and whatever and the picture shows that the sea washed back the remnants of the idol so the leg here and the arm here and there and a bulldozer is taking all of the parts and just taking it away towards the garbage and so and it got me thinking that you know when they're doing these rituals they're doing it at night and whatever and they're going away but what's happening afterwards they don't know that these idols are coming back in pieces and parts and they're going to the garbage at the end of the day they don't even know when they'll be resurrected If you think about it, we as human beings, when we go to sleep, do we have any control over waking up? Can you ever say that, okay, I'm going to be up at 6 a.m.? No, you don't have any control over that. You set the alarm, you don't hear it. Or somebody is trying to wake you up, but still you don't hear it. Because when it comes to waking up from sleep, we don't have any control over it. Likewise, when it comes to coming back to life, who has control over it? Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He can resurrect. وَمَا يَشْعُرُونَ أَيَّانَ يُبْعَثُونَ So basically, when our sleep, our life, our death, our rizq, our provision, the food we eat, the places we go, the days we see, the nights we sleep, and everything is in His control. Even resurrection is in His control. He created everything. Then how is it that we can forget Him and turn towards others? There is no logic, there is no evidence, there is no proof for shirk. Neither in the earth, nor in the sky, nor in our lives. No proof for shirk.
It has no basis, no foundation. Only the Khaliq, the Malik, he deserves to be worshipped. As human beings, what needs do we have? List them. What are our needs? Basic ones. Most important ones, you know, across the world. Shelter, okay, food, and, okay, oxygen, air, okay, water, sleep, okay, clothes, okay, and, what else? Education, travel, protection. What about beauty? Looking good, wearing nice clothes, wearing jewelry, decorating your house. Isn't that a need? Like if you see even the most you know primitive homes that existed, you see their pictures, their drawings, what do you see in them? If you go to a museum, what do you see? A lot of art. Because it's a human need. In these ayat, every single need has been mentioned. Right? That how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has fulfilled it. When it comes to, for example, education, you can travel from one place to the other and learn something. There's sleep, night. Right? Food, air, rain, water, all of that. So any need that you have, Allah has fulfilled it for you. He has provided you everything that you could possibly need. And best of all, He's also given you guidance. He's also given you guidance. And He's given you an aql. So that you can use what you have and be creative and fulfill your needs even more. So the one who has shown so many blessings to you, yet there are times when you're upset with him, and you're angry with him, and you forget him and you turn to others. That doesn't make sense. That's completely illogical. So remembering these blessings should make us grateful. Which means that every trial, every difficulty in life, no matter what we're going through, what should we always remember? The blessings. They should help us survive every trial. Sheikh Hussam ibn Taymiyyah, he said that um, trials and tribulation in life are like heat and cold. What are they like? Heat and cold. Do you have any control over the changing season? No. No matter how much you want the summer to stay, it's not going to stay. It's getting colder day by day. Right? So this is how trials and tribulation are. When a person accepts them, this is part of life. I cannot avoid it. Then what happens? He doesn't become angry. He doesn't become frustrated. He doesn't become disheartened when these difficulties, when these trials come in life. One of the biggest blessings we have is the way we live on this earth, how we breathe and how everything's so around us, so easy. Just two weeks ago, like alhamdulillah, I like made a dua like a long time ago that I want to go scuba diving in the sea and I did alhamdulillah two weeks ago and just to go underneath the water it's so deep you have to put a cylinder to breathe the way you have to cover up your ears and how you have to even like adjust underneath the water like you can't adjust right away the like salty water which is so salty like if you take one it's like you're taking gallons of salt in your mouth um, so it's like so difficult underneath the water to survive for like a couple of minutes mm-hmm. and how you survive like affects every little thing on your body because the pressure of the water yes. and everything and then the second thing is that was just blessing of going underneath the water then the world underneath the water was subhanAllah beautiful the amount of different colors of 
fishes, big fishes, small fishes, and how they're so interested. Who's this creature uh, in our area? And subhanAllah, it was such a blessing. And the pressure that is down there, I mean, if uh, deep-sea divers, they can't just come up like this. No, they have to come up to a certain level, and they have to stay there for some time, get used to the water pressure over there, and then come out. Because if they move from deep down all the way to the surface of the water within minutes, that pressure could cause a lot of damage to their bodies. Likewise, going out to the space. I mean, even that is so difficult. Where is it that we are meant to live? Everything has been provided to us. Where? This earth. This earth. Every need is fulfilled. I was thinking about the ayat, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَفَكَّرُونَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَعَقِلُونَ This ayat. So I was thinking, تَفَكُّرْ تَعَقُلْ And ذِكْرْ also bring shukr. So if we do tafakkur and if we do you know, ta'aqul, all these things bring us shukur and shukur lead to hidayah. Yes, shukur leads to hidayah because it is the grateful servants that are saved from the attacks of shaitan. Because shaitan, how is it that he leads man astray? By making him feel ungrateful. This is what Iblis said, وَلَا تَجِدُ أَكْثَرَهُمْ شَاكِرِينَ You will not find most of them grateful. That just because we're suffering from this problem, we are so poor and miserable and why is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doing this to us? No. He's testing you but at the same time He's given you so many blessings. And if you start counting the blessings, the problems will look so small. They will look so small. And this is what we see in the lives of the righteous people, the successful people, that how they lived the most difficult lives yet they were happy. They were at peace. They were at peace. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, in his life, he experienced so much difficulty, so much opposition, so much hatred of others. So many times he was imprisoned. So many times you know, he was exiled. Restrictions were placed on him. But you don't find that man complaining. Never. Never at all. In fact, whenever he was told that your enemies are planning to kill you or they're going to put you behind bars, he would say, Jannati fi sadri. My Jannah is in my sadr. What can my enemies do to me? They cannot harm me. This peace and happiness that I have in my heart, it goes with me wherever I go. So if they exile me, that will be hijrah for me. If they kill me, that will be shahada for me. If they imprison me, that will be a time for worship. And that's exactly what happened with him. When they imprisoned him, the last imprisonment that he was in, in which he died, last two years of his life, two years he was in imprisonment, in confinement. And towards the end of his life, they even confiscated his pens and papers. And imagine an alim who has spent his entire life reading and writing and teaching. I mean, pen and paper is more precious to him than food. That was taken away from him. But still, he didn't complain. He recited the Qur'an, you know how many times in those two years? Eighty times. Eighty times he reviewed the Qur'an in those two years. How many of us have recited the Qur'an eighty times in our lives? When he was told, the last imprisonment, they're going to imprison you, he said, I was looking forward to it. I was waiting for this. Inshallah, this will have a lot of khair for me, a lot of good for me. A lot of blessing for me. Because there is no trial except that it comes with a blessing. And this is what we need to remember throughout our lives. 
count the blessings, not the problems. Anything is bothering you. Your spouse is bothering you. Your children are bothering you. Your parents are bothering you. Whoever is bothering you, becoming a source of pain and agony for you in life, your houses, whatever it is, your studies are, your work, your body, whatever is becoming a source of discomfort for you, start counting the blessings and you'll feel embarrassed that you were being impatient over it. You were finding a reason to complain over it because there's so many blessings with it. Assalamu alaikum. I want to share something that I've seen recently in the book. It's one of the sayings of the Prophet ﷺ where he says, whoever gets up in safe and in good health and has food stuff of his day, he is as if has the whole world. Yes. And what we normally take as the whole world is money, fame, like social, like who's in your social gathering. And we don't really take in our health. We only remember our health when we're in sickness and how we're so grateful for it then. Exactly. So whoever wakes up in the morning, safe in his body, or in the huqutu yawmihi, and he has the quotu food of that day, then it is as though the whole world has been given to him. I mean, he's rich. That's the definition of rich. And how rich are we? SubhanAllah, if you notice how uh, each of the steps Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, so you start with reflecting, then you start... Uh, then the next uh, with uh, remembrance and eventually to gratefulness. You see that throughout each of these steps, it's just betterment for you. If you are able to accept the situation you're in, if you're able to be grateful no matter what the situation is, your own life is easier to live. Yes. It's just it's better for you to be grateful because then you're not the one with the emotional and psychological problems. You're not you know hurting constantly. It's just easier for you to live if you are grateful. Yes, and this is so true. Because when a person is grateful, who's happy? He's happy. The grateful person is the first one who benefits from his gratitude. He's the first one to benefit from it. Because in his heart, he will be happy. I was listening to a lecture by Numan Ali Khan, and he said that we're ungrateful because we assume that we deserve everything. So if we stop thinking that we deserve everything and we realize that all the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us for free, we would be more grateful for what we have. Yes. I mean, think about it. These things that Allah has given us, what are they? Blessings, favors, gifts. Since when did we ever think we deserved gifts? You know, if a child goes to someone and says, where's my gift? What would you think about that child? They feel so entitled This is so wrong. How have they been raised? This is how we think. We feel so entitled. And this is why, just because one thing is not according to our wishes, we're offended. It just makes me think about the quote, imagine if you wake up the next day with everything that you thanked God for the day before, and you think about it, and you would literally have nothing because you're always complaining and you're never being grateful for the smallest things you have. إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ He is forgiving and merciful. That despite our ingratitude, despite the fact that we don't even acknowledge the blessings, He keeps giving, keeps giving. Allah gives and forgives. And man gets and forgets. So we need to kind of change our behavior. We need to receive the blessings that Allah is giving us. Okay, take it, get it. But don't forget, remember 
Remember those blessings. Remember to be thankful. Alhamdulillah, everything is perfect. I don't have anything to complain about, right? Um, I was just thinking that it's actually a skill that you need to develop yourself to actually think about it and actually be grateful for things and trials that you do have to take them as blessings in disguise. Mm-hmm. So it's not something that everyone can just do and it's something that you consciously need to do. Yes, you have to make yourself feel grateful and be grateful and say words of shukr so that you can think like that. It's not something that will come naturally always. You know, it's like somebody gives you a gift and um, no matter what kind of a gift it is, what do you say? Thank you. Even if you don't really like that gift, it's more of a burden for you. But the fact that somebody gave you a gift, you say, thank you in return. So you have to make yourself say thank you, even though you're not feeling all that grateful. And when you keep saying thank you, when you keep saying thank you, then what happens? It becomes a habit. And when it will become a habit, then you will start thinking positively about others also. So say, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Think about it after every salah. What is encouraged? What should we say? What should we say? Alhamdulillah, 33 times. Subhanallah, 33 times. Alhamdulillah, 33 times. And Allahu Akbar, 33 times. Or 34 times. In salah, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. What is that? Shukr. In the morning when we get up, what do we say? Alhamdulillahi alladhi ahyana. Ba'dama amatana. When you put on your new clothes, what do you say? Alhamdulillahi alladhi kasani hadha thawba. Right? After you eat, what do you say? Alhamdulillah. So from the sunnah also, what do we learn? Remember to thank Allah. Because لَإِن شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ Allah has no need of our gratitude. But if we are grateful, we're only benefiting ourselves. And when we're ungrateful, we're only causing loss to ourselves. There was this um, video I was watching. Someone posted it on Facebook. And I couldn't believe it. It's, this, uh, it's in Yemen. Um, there was this man. He has a disease. To the point where um, his uh, right leg is crooked this way and so is his left leg. And his hands are the same way. And he can't walk. Like he tries really hard to walk. And he comes to the masjid, which is really, really far from his house. And he's very poor. He comes to a masjid, Duhr, Asr, Maghrib, and Isha. He stays from Duhr to uh, Isha and he goes to a masjid. He goes inside and to the point where he crawls. He crawls to go in the masjid, and when, after he goes in, he prays his salah. After that, he climbs the stairs to read his Qur'an. He can't like speak properly, and he struggles. And the way like he's trying to memorize, and then the guy that was reporting on him, he took him home. He was like, I always wanted to come for Fajr, but my family is very scared. They don't want me to go because someone needs to guide him at night. Mm-hmm. And he's, that's how much he loves the masjid. He goes every single day. Because so what if one thing is not the way I want it? At least Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me something else. You know, when we don't have something, we make that an excuse. An excuse for being upset, an excuse for not doing something. But when we want to do something really, there are no excuses. The excuse is not external. Where is it? It's in the heart. It's in the heart. That is where the problem lies. Because on the external, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us enough that we can do whatever we want to do.
whatever is essential for us. There's no reason for us to stay behind. No reason whatsoever. Recently I was listening to the biography of uh, Sheikh As-Sardi, Abdul Rahman As-Sardi. You may have heard of the tafsir, tafsir As-Sardi. He was the teacher of Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen. This amazing scholar, he was very, very young when his father passed away, when his mother passed away. And he was raised by his stepmother until he was the age of six. And then he went to live with his older brother. And his older brother basically, he encouraged him to learn and memorize and study the deen. And Shaykh Asardi, he didn't live a very lavish life. Not a very lavish life. He chose to keep away from dunya, you know, from the very beginning. And you can imagine that living that kind of a life is difficult. It is quite difficult. Living with a little money, a few means is difficult. But yet he chose to live like that. And before that also, I mean the situation that he was in, the father not there, the mother not there, being raised by a stepmother, and then with the brother, and uh, being encouraged to learn and study. Who can do this? Someone who has a positive mindset. Someone who is grateful for what they have. Otherwise, generally what happens? We feel so much pity on ourselves. So much pity. I mean a loss that we incurred 20 years ago, we cry today because of that. That when I was little, this is what my so-and-so said to me, and this is how they treated me. And Qadr Allah, this is what happened with me. And that grief is still there in our hearts, disabling us. Literally, your griefs, what they have done is that they have tied our hands. We cannot be free. So set yourself free, get over this grief, get over this loss. How? By remembering the blessings of Allah. By being thankful for the blessings that He has given you today, right now. We have no reason to complain. We have no excuse to complain and be angry. No reason. Because no matter what situation we are in, there are problems, but there are also blessings. There are also blessings. Above, below, around, within, beyond. And alhamdulillah for all those blessings. Elaborating on the point about how um, subconsciousness picks up from your conscious mind, um, also that when you say something out loud, your brain starts believing it automatically, right? So if you're you're saying things out loud as in complaints that, oh my God, my life sucks, this is horrible, this is horrible, your mind is going to start believing that regardless of whether that's true or not. And vice versa, that if you're being grateful for things, like even little things, then your mind's going to start believing that and it's going to start being grateful. Yes. So what you say, that's what you feel. I just wanted to say quickly, um, two Fridays ago, um, Sheikh Umar Suleiman was talking about how we, we have tendency to say, for example, oh, my computer broke down, my car broke down, but alhamdulillah. So he said that was an insult to Allah. And, I, and I, we were giggling at the time, but then when I went home, I started to see how many times I say that. Right? And how many times people around me say that? Like, but alhamdulillah. That we complain and we say, oh, but alhamdulillah. That's very true. We really need to check ourselves because if we are complaining and then we're saying alhamdulillah, then uh, okay, you've said alhamdulillah, but that saying alhamdulillah should not just be you know, a formality. You should mean it. And if you mean it, then you don't need to complain before that. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the ability to really be thankful and grateful 
from our hearts so that we can change our thinking, our attitude, and be grateful servants of Allah. We'll listen to the recitation of these verses. أَفَمَن يَخْلُقُكَ مَن لَّا يَخْلُقُ أَفَلَا تَذَكَّرُونَ وَإِن تَعُدُّوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْصُوهَا إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَغَفُورٌ رَّحِيمٌ وَاللَّهُ يَعْلَمُ مَا تُسِرُّونَ وَمَا تُعْلِنُونَ وَالَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ لَا يَخْلُقُونَ شَيْئًا وَهُمْ يُخْلَقُونَ أَمْوَاتٌ غَيْرُ أَحْيَاءٌ وَمَا يَشْعُرُونَ أَيَّانَ يُبْعَثُونَ سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته